Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. Yes, still the greatest success story the world has ever known. That will be my mantra as long as I call myself an American, because that is the truth about us as Americans, isn't it? Yes, it is. It may not be the truth about the state of our affairs right now, but it is the truth about us collectively as Americans. We are the greatest nation of people on the face of the planet. We are the greatest success story the world has ever known, even in the face of all of this. Now, hey, listen, I want you to hear this this portion. This is a portion of scripture. A friend of mine um, gave this to me or uh, shared this with me yesterday. And uh, she sent uh, Isaiah 59, 14. It says, it says, in America, hear me, please hear me. And judgment is turned away backward and justice standeth afar off for truth is fallen in the street and equity honesty, equity, honesty cannot enter. Friends, that describes this situation that we have been in for a year now almost to the T. Judgment, good judgment is turned away backwards. It's just turned away, shoved away. And justice has to stand afar off because of the injustice that is reeking in the streets of Washington, D.C. And truth about the entire matter is falling in the streets. And equity, honesty, it cannot even enter. It can't enter into this equation whatsoever. You, you can't even begin to be honest about what's going on here. That's what Isaiah was saying 3,000 years ago, 3,500 years ago, to the powers that be and the governments that were and the people that lived That's what he was saying to them then. And because the word of God is living, it speaks to all generations. And it speaks to us with the same type of, in the midst of us having the same types of sicknesses that I would 
suppose, according to at least this 3,000-year-old record here, over 3,000-year-old record here, (laughs) evidently this is something that has plagued us as a people for a long time. What has plagued us? All right, let's look at what has plagued us. Hypocrisy. Friends, if you look at the response of the Washington, D.C. mayor, the police force, the reaction of CNN and all the usual suspects, you would think that D.C. didn't burn just a few months ago. You you would think that D.C. Listen, I have friends who live in very, very nice places, uh, areas of D.C., right in D.C., Georgetown, all this kind of stuff, you know. They were burned. Their businesses were boarded up and shut up. Now, I am not in any way, do not get me wrong, condoning the actions of people who uh, at this point have been identified as, you know, uh, Trump supporters. Eh, It probably was some Trump supporters in that mix, but I will not discount the fact or the the possibility, I should say, of uh, people from Antifa and Black Lives Matter BLM being involved in uh, that. Seems mighty fishy and strange to me that on a day, a momentous day, where you have a million people descend upon Washington, D.C., Uh, On that day, you do not have the Capitol building of the United States and the White House absolutely secured. Are you kidding me? What happened? I mean, why not? Why why wasn't it? Oh, the mayor comes out in her pomp and circumstances, though this is something that is just now happening. The hypocrisy. The judgment is pushed backwards, is shoved backwards. Because the same reaction did not occur when something, and hey, listen, it is just absolutely tragic, appalling. You cannot tolerate no one. I don't care who you are. You can be Rush Limbaugh. You can be Frederick Douglass. You cannot storm the Capitol building violently. Otherwise, we lose the republic. Mr. Franklin, what type of government have you gotten for us? I have gotten for you a republic, if you can keep it. And friends, when you see the type of actions that you saw yesterday, if we allow anyone, anyone to get away with that, we have lost the republic. Oh, yes. Yeah, there should be arrest made. But let's make this perfectly and very clear. That there should have been arrest made months ago. And this. Would not have occurred, not that uh, it's any kind of uh, pass for it or anything like that. No, it is not. But no, if you'd have had this type of reaction, sending out the pictures of people that was there and people that you saw burning and looting and rioting, if you'd have sent out their pictures and made those kinds of arrests months ago, you would not have had this now. Not to excuse it. 
because no one, no one can be allowed to breach the sanctity of our nation's capital. It is like putting, if you play chess, it's like putting the king in checkmate. This cannot, this cannot occur. This cannot happen. We cannot allow that. We cannot allow the violence to go on either. And I don't know who might have been deluded or deranged or whatever. I don't know who may have told the Capitol Police uh, to stand down or whatever. But what you saw occur yesterday, my friends, that should never, ever occur. Well, I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge, and we're going to be building it today. I'll be doing the uh, Eagles Forum Convention in Salt Lake City, Utah, this weekend. And coming up on the show with me will be Gail Ruzica, and I want to um, have her tell you all about We had the president of Eagles Forum on uh, just a couple of weeks ago, and um, we want to have her come on with us. She's with Eagles Forum there in Utah. And uh, she and her husband have done an incredible job over the years with that. Met Gail uh, and her husband in uh, this movement that we've been in for the last 11 years through our colleagues and friends at FreedomWorks. And so uh, it is my distinct honor and pleasure to uh, be their keynote this weekend there at the Eagles Forum convention. Uh, I tweeted out earlier a picture of myself and the late, great uh, first lady of the conservative movement um, whose shoulders uh, truly we all stand upon, especially this weekend when we go to Eagles Forum and when we're at Eagles Forum uh, is that of Phyllis Schlafly. Yeah, Schlafly. Yeah, it is one of those lives that, you know, unless you, you know, are in or part of the movement or are involved with politics, it may be one of those names that uh, doesn't really strike you. But, oh, my goodness, uh, out of all the historical figures and uh, that will be put into the history books and and you you and the works that you have done and the things that you are doing uh you're writing your history and the history books will record you one way or another yeah they'll record my work uh with runaway slave and with the book that i've written and you know with john mcnaughton uh immortalizing um my work in in the canvas portrait of runaway slave and then in Justice for All, his painting of that. History will record your work. They'll record what I did with Freedom Works. They'll record what I have done with uh, Eagles Forum. They're recording your work. This is why it is time for you to step forward. Write your book. Do your thing. Do your business. Live the way you sh- you 
uh, know would bring, bring glory to God. That's what we are endowed with, Americans. Are you hearing me? It's going to be all right if, in fact, you do what is necessary to let your light shine. And it is more necessary now that our lights are shining because we are truly in a dark place. However, let's look at it on the flip side of this coin. Let's look at the flip side of this coin. Would we be having this type of media outpouring if, in fact, uh, Donald Trump had won the election or even the two senators in Georgia, Leffler and Purdue, Purdue, had won theirs? Would we have had this on the flip side? Would we have had BLM which I still think that's probably them that scale the uh, breach the White House security. It was just too easy. It, it, I, it was just too easy. It had to be a let-in job. You know, it's just too easy. If if anybody gets to you, and and, and I've been in situations, not in those situations all the time, and certainly don't relish them at all. But I've been in situations where I needed good security, very good security, and you know that if anybody breaches that. It has to be purposeful. Friends, when you have the United States Capitol breached in the way that it was breached, that that had to been uh, someone letting down a guard so that as... uh, it would it would appear in boxing terms you, you somebody flopped dived through a fight yeah was approached on uh, a couple of occasions you can make money doing that never did it it's always for me the principle of it it really is <laughs> nobody's perfect of that and uh, it's nobody is you either. Nobody is. But you have to come to the grips with the principle that you're violating and then do the right thing. Now. I think maybe too little too late. Uh, and, and hey, remember. I was on that team, so I'm speaking and in, uh, you know, about my actions as well. I think it's a little too little, too late. Uh, I had told you, and and friends of mine, and those who um, would listen, that it was over. I kept going because the president wanted to keep going. That's why all of us kept going. It's because he wanted to keep going. And if he runs again in 2024, who knows what may happen. But let me tell you something. All of you who are followers of the president and those of you who follow anyone blindly. No, I'm not turning on the president whatsoever. Not whatsoever. But there is a certain drawback 
when someone is used to being King Kong in their world. And even though they're great as far as the policies and all of the achievements that they did achieve within a four year period of time, it was phenomenal. But when you are King Kong in your own world for so long a period of time, you begin to believe that that's the way the entire situation works. And people who follow you act upon a whim if in fact these are truly uh, Trump breachers and one of the reasons why I think there have been no arrest made and may not be any arrest made is because if the people are arrested they will be solidly identified with the other side now uh, if I'm wrong then I'm wrong and I'll say I'm wrong because why the principle of that is more important than anything else but that's what I'm telling you I'm telling you what I have the right to tell you as my first amendment right I do not believe the I don't believe this but if I'm proved wrong I'm, I'm wrong Okay, so here we are. No arrest made. And I don't think there's going to be any arrest made, because if you arrest any of those that might be in those pictures, I think you will find that they're in cahoots with BLM or Antifa. So don't look for any arrest to really be made, although there will be. Uh, loud noises made about these people. It's already been identified that they most likely did not come from the area. Okay, how do you know that? <laughs> Tell, how, how, okay, now you don't know who they are, all right? That's what you're claiming. Well, now, how, how do you know they don't come from the area? That's what I want to know. You know, you see, oh, yeah, the dive, the fix, the flop is in. And this was designed to make the president look bad. Case in point. Remember the scripture that I read for you, Isaiah 5, 59, 14, Isaiah 59, 14. And judgment is turned away backwards, shoved backwards. And justice standeth afar off it has to for truth is fallen in the street and equity honesty cannot enter honesty cannot enter this situation i'm cl i'll be back in just a few minutes with more of the C.L. Bryant Show, I will be joined by Gail Ruzica when I return with the show. Eagles Forum, Salt Lake City, Utah, coming your way Saturday. I'll be with you all day long. I'm C.L. Be right back. <laughs>
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you coast to coast, border to border, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. Yes, still the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story still the world has ever known. Folks, when we look at the foolishness that went on in D.C. yesterday, that does not speak for all of us as Americans collectively. We are a great people. We are a great nation still, and we shall get through this. We are the greatest success story the world has ever known. You hear me say that daily and wherever I go, and we shall retrieve what is seemingly lost, um, a group that is actually helping in maintaining the republic that Benjamin Franklin himself said, that's what we have if we can keep it is Eagles Forum, Eagle Forum, and I'm going to keynote their convention this Saturday, and a good friend of mine, Gail Ruzica, is on with me. She invited me to this soiree, as we say down here in Louisiana, and uh, Gail's so glad and so proud to be a part of it, and thank you so much for being on with me here today. Oh, I just couldn't think of anybody I'd rather hang out with this morning. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much for that, Gail. And I certainly (laughs) hope that you and your husband are well. Listen, tell us about Eagles Forum. Talk to us about its its inception, its genesis. Uh, Tell the the audience. Many may not be familiar with Eagles Forum. Well, I am the president of Utah Eagle Forum because I live in Utah. And we uh, are part of a national organization. National Eagle Forum with that it was started by Phyllis Schlafly back in 1972, and uh, we've been there all these years. I, I actually started working with Phyllis back in the 70s, and uh, uh, have been the Eagle Forum president here in the state of Utah for the last 31 years. We are a pro-family, uh, you know, pro-life uh, organization, and we love God, family, and country. Phyllis Schlafly was the most amazing woman. Um, most people, if you don't know who Phyllis Lathway is, she just she she went to be at the Lord a few years ago, about three years ago now, and that was uh, grateful that uh, she you know she was in her nineties and she was very ill and and uh, but she you know right she she went to the Republican convention uh, a month before she died with cancer. Yeah. Um, she was just an amazing lady, and uh, look her up. Everybody just you know. Google her name and you'll find out what an amazing lady she was. And so she, she was friends with many presidents. She was every four years she was a delegate to the National Republican Convention. But most of all, she knew how to get things done and stand for God, family, and country, and was dearly loved by 
a nation of people. Absolutely. And that's, she's, Eagle Forum is, is her organization. And then she wisely, very wisely, made a strong organization by reaching down into all the states and having um, organizations in the states, like, I, like I'm doing here in the state of, of Utah as the Eagle Forum president in Utah. And we're very busy here, very, very busy. Uh, we we uh, go to the legislature 24-7. I mean, we're there all the time. We just go home, and, go home and sleep for four hours, change our clothes, and we head back. And I uh, you know, had a friend who was a state senator there, and he said one time when he was speaking to a group and I was in the audience, he says, well, I know Gail goes home. He says, she's there when I get there in the morning, and she's still there when I leave. But she changes the clothes, so I know she went home. <laughs> You know, that type of dedication, uh, Gail, is absolutely amazing. And that's what makes uh, not only Eagle Forum successful. And congrats on being um, so, uh, you know, dedicated to that over the 31-year period of time. That takes a lot of veracity in order to do that. You know, Gail, what does uh, our nation look like at this point in time? Where are we headed? Uh, what is necessary for us to regain uh, sanity or at least the reins uh, of this wild horse, it seems, that we're riding? Well, of course, it's it's our faith and our belief, uh, God following I mean, you know, everything I do, I make sure that I have a discussion with God about it first. And, uh, you know, we, we, we are in a very contentious time. And, you know, that doesn't work with, work with it when things are so contentious because uh, we, we need to stand up for what we believe in. Don't get me wrong. I'm I, I standing up for what I believe in. And, but there's ways to do it where we can be inclusive and bring people in and still stand for our correct principles. So about correct principles and, and anger and uh, breaking laws, uh, those things don't, they, they get in the way of the correct principles. But if we stand for correct principles, if we learn how to love and, and love people and be kind to people, even the ones we don't agree with, but at the same time, they know where we're coming from and what we stand for. And they can count on us to always stand for what is true and what is right. Uh, we can, you know, the great thing about you know, living in this country. What happened yesterday was terrible, but look where we are today. Yeah, it's it's when you when you live in in, in freedom like we do. When we live in this this republic that we live in, we can wake up this morning with the same uh, love and hope and belief that we have. Uh, it's not like in other countries when they have something like happened yesterday and the whole world shuts down. People people uh, you know are still yeah. rioting in the streets and and you know we live in the United States of America. And we just have to believe in freedom and always stay with our correct principles. And, you know, I, I love the way that uh, people in Eagle form. I had your president on with me uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I love the way that people uh, in Eagle Forum and the way Phyllis Schlafly uh, believed in principles. There, there are certain principles that you must not violate if, in fact, you are to be true to the republic and true to your God and country, of course. Uh, but let me ask you about this. I, I tweeted out earlier a picture of myself and, and uh, Phyllis uh, together, uh, Ms. Schlafly together. And um, it was a couple of years ago, a few years back. Uh, it was maybe a year before she passed away. 
and um, she was just a very tiny lady, and it was she was just so dynamic uh, in her energy and the way uh, she handled herself. But she's known as the first lady of the conservative movement. And this is what I want to ask you, uh, Gail, because we're going to have to define conservatism as we move from here into our American future. So let's 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 just have this conversation a little bit between you and I. Uh, tell me from your perspective, conservatism, our conservative movement, conservative values, our God-given rights. When you s- hear those phrases and words, what does that mean to you? Well, you know, um, I, and I like the way you said our, our God-given rights. And that, that, that's what we need to remember. Uh, not necessarily titles. Uh, we get, you know, we, we're, we're called conservatives. We're called right-wingers. We're called Republicans. We could go down the list. Uh, and, and, and it depends on, on who you're talking to, what titles they give us including ourselves, what titles do we give ourselves? But it is sticking with those, those uh, our, our God-given rights of freedom and liberty, this, this great country that we live in, and to live those principles and, and to stay within the bounds of respect and, and love. Uh, I, I think right now today everybody needs to think about they got to feel loved. Yeah, everybody has to think about what, what, how do we heal? Love is how you heal. You know, the, I, the Lord is very important in my life, and it's and and it is that it, that's the way it is with with all of us in, in Eagle Forum, and uh, and and I think we we need to just remember that. Remember that. Uh, what what is there a better example than Jesus Christ of of standing for correct principles, of making sure people got His message. And at the end of the day, they knew he loved them, even when he overturned the tables in yeah. the temple. You know, he, yeah. it's 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 able to to do that to uh, to overturn the tables when they need to be turned over. Does um, that take courage? And, and, Gail Ruzika is my special guest, president of Eagle Forum Utah. Gail, you were you were talking about uh, taking that stand. Even in love, even if you have to overturn the table. But what I'm seeing, and you know, how, you know how I travel. I crisscross the nation almost once a month, every month, uh, working with our colleagues at Freedom Works. But I'm seeing this thing that, you, that 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 we used to know very handily as courage, seeming to be sapped out of. Uh, pastors, politicians, and so-called um, um, legislators. What, what, do you, what Do you see that, or is that, is that a figment of our imag- American imagination? Is that happening? Oh, I think it's happening a lot, and it's happening because of fear. You know, uh, in Eagle Forum, Phyllis started out with, with, uh, with a, a uh, scripture, I mean, if you go to my website right now, the first thing that pops up is our scriptures. Same with Phil, the National Eagle Forum website. And that scripture is Isaiah forty thirty one, where it says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. And if we can all remember that scripture as we stand for what's right and as, as we uh, wait upon the Lord, and and uh, mount up as wings as eagles. Then we can we can do these things. 
But we have to take that guidance in our life, and it, it, we have to eliminate fear. And wow. so my, my good friends, I've got some really good friends that are pastors, and, and they a lot of them, some are not functioning out of fear at all. They're just like UCL. Glory and to others God. Are, are afraid. You know, they're, you, you, I call and say, hey, can you come to this, this rally? Can you come to this meeting? Can, can, can you speak out? Can you speak out in the name of your church? Can you speak out, uh, get a group of your, your pastors? And a lot of them just say, oh, we can't. We can't. Our congregation gets upset. I'll lose my job there, you know. And others say, what time? You know, and, and so it's, it's uh, I see that fear. And we have to overcome that fear. We have to, to feel like, you know, whatever happens, the Lord is in charge. We're going to stand up for what's right, and, and we're going to let people know from where we get our strength. Amen to that. Amen to that. Uh, the Lord is always sovereign. He is always in charge. And uh, let me ask you this, uh, my, my, my good friend. Um, I am on with Gail Ruzica. And I want to ask you, is it then a certain deception that we have fallen prey to as well in this country? Oh, I, I think there's a lot of deception. That's why you stay close to the Lord, because he's the only one that's not going to deceive you. You, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that everybody's going to deceive you, but the one that you can always count on that won't deceive you and that will guide you so you're not deceived uh, is the Lord because there is so much deception. And we have to be constantly aware and sorting this out so that we're not sucked in to the deception, that we know, again, where what direction we should go. And, you know, there, there are some people that we can work with and we work with well, but we don't always agree with everything. And so we need to know what we can and cannot do and who and, and not be, be fooled by people who, well, you know, gee, they, I, I heard them, uh, you know, give this, this, this great speech and I heard them uh, talk about the Lord so I, we can trust them. Uh, you know what? We, we can only trust the Lord. Yeah. So we have to make sure that we never, ever get deceived because the, the, as long as Satan's alive, there's deception. Yeah. And guess what? Yeah. He is the great deceiver. So Absolutely. We, we have to follow the Lord. Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, I want to uh, thank you. Give your website uh, to us so that we can engage with you, so we can uh, find out more about your great organization. Well, our website is utaheagleforum.org. All one word, utaheagleforum.org. Uh, if you go to that website, it will lead you to our Facebook page. Uh, we have a, a blog. It will give you all the information about our convention that's on Saturday that CL will be here to speak. At. We're just so excited he's going to be speaking to our group. And uh, all you remember, just remember utahegoform.org, and you can get all the information about us, how, how to get involved with us, how to reach us. Well, we will have information on there during the legislative session. And then, and then also... 
National Eagle Forum has got so much information that you need. This is Phyllis Schlappi's organization, and, and so that's just eagleforum.org. So for Utah, it's utaheagleforum.org, and for the national organization, it's eagleforum.org. And, and our, our national president will also be at our, our convention on Saturday. So go to those two websites, and you'll have more information than you know what to do with. Fantastic, fantastic, folks. I look forward to seeing you uh, there, Gail, and look Looking forward to a blessed time with you. I want to thank you for the work that you do. I got about three minutes left, and I, I want to ask you this final question. When it's all said and done, and uh, you all are sitting there rocking on the porch, holding hands, looking off into the sunset, and I know you'll probably never quit, quit the work. And, but, and, and I've, got, I've got a big porch with you. <laughs> well, tell me about then Legacy. Tell me about Legacy, Gail. Um, what would you want us to remember about the work that you are doing and have done? Well, that, you know, I, I, I would hope that people would always know that uh, I work from correct principles and that uh, I, I, I follow as best as I can and all the time the promptings that, that come from the Lord on, on, on doing those things. But that I love, love this wonderful country we live in. That it's about God, family, and country. And I want everybody to remember that the family is the center of all things. This the family. Not Washington, D.C. is not, you know, right now it looks like Washington, D.C. is the center of our world. The center of our world is the family. And that's why we're a pro-family organization. And if we can get things right with the family then we can get things right with, with our country and with the world. But first we have to get things right with the family. And, and, and right now we've got children that are scared and suffering based on things that happened yesterday. So I want people to know that that's what I care about. I care about children. I care deeply about about Utah's children and America's children and that we do all of that, that we can through education, through protecting them, through protecting unborn children, from protecting children so that they're in today's world are being mutilated and, and lied to. But we want to bring the truth, bring the truth and not be deceived by Satan. I love that, uh, that, that legacy that you left uh, here on the record. Gail Ruzica, God bless and God keep you. I'll see you again and continue to fight the good fight, as I said. I know that you will because you are fighting the good fight. We'll talk to you real soon. Thank you so much. Thank you, C.L. Look forward to seeing you on Saturday. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. That was Gail Ruzica. Eagle Forum, Utah. I'll be there this Saturday, all day, I'll be with them this Saturday. God bless and God keep all of you. Thank you so much for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation here daily on the C.L. Bryant Show. Relocating uh, the show to um, Florida uh, soon, and um, I certainly am looking forward to that Palm Beach and Orlando and most surrounding areas, I guess, um, audience. I'm certainly looking forward to that. And I uh, do believe that there are so many uh, good things that are yet to be done in this nation in the name of our conservative causes. But you know what? There is a definition now. There's a definition that has to um, be made. Coming up uh, at the after the top of the hour will be Dr. Marlene McMillan. 
And if you've never been on, heard me or been on when Dr. Marlene is on, don't you miss this. Don't you miss it. Uh, after the top of the hour, I'll be back with Dr. Marlene McMillan, but I'll be back in just a few minutes. Don't but go away. I was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside You thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. I was on with Gail Ruzica, all of you know. Uh, now that I am going up uh, there, flying up tomorrow, in fact, um, to uh, Salt Lake to be with them. And um, I got to tell you guys something. They are always, always great host. Uh, my friends in the great Northwest, they are... And I, I certainly think that they are strict constitutionalists. So that is, my friends, something that I think we all should explore. Is the United States Constitution. I mean, there is a certain God-breathed message to humanity in that document. Yeah. And it's an easy read, the United States Constitution. And most people have never, most Americans have never read it. Why? I, I don't know. It's an easy read. We, we always talk about our constitutional rights and all this type stuff. And we always talk about our civil rights and all this type stuff. Um, but we don't know where they're derived from. Our young people surely don't know where they're at. I don't think they. I don't even think they teach. Do they teach? Do they teach American history anymore? I, I don't know. Do, what do they? What do they teach? Some teacher. Some some of you teachers on. Uh, some of you teachers out there, please, um, give me a holler. Give me a give me a give me a call and uh, let me know. Is American history still taught? in American public schools. And if I can, I will buy an American history book 
if if someone can get me one, what what you, what'd you go to? What did you go to to get an American history book for? Can you go to the library and get that? You can, or you can get them online, or you can get everything online, I guess. But um, I want to know. I want to know. Do we actually teach American history in American schools? I I don't think they teach Louisiana state history in Louisiana schools anymore. I I I have. I'll ask my. I don't have any junior high. Um, but, you know, we learned our American history from early on. I remember learning about American history in elementary school. And that, my friends, is a part of our problem, is that we are not passing on what we have to our young people. And they are walking around ignorant, and that's they're blissful. And one of the reasons why they become snowflakes so easily is because they're blissful. They don't know, and of course, we didn't want them to know. We found out the hard way <laughs> uh, what life was all about. And we, we tried to shelter them from it, and that's the worst thing. That, that No, we should have taught them about what happened in our history, the real history of this country. But you see, when you don't teach the real history of something, when you powder puff it down, you cream puff it down, you create a cream puff society. When you have a milk toast pastor, you have milk toast churches, businesses, families, same way. They will either be strong or they'll be milk toast. You'll have strong congregants who can stand up to the weight of the world or they won't be able to do that. You'll have strong family members who are able to stand up to the weight of the world, but they have to be taught that. Because once you leave, once your young person leaves the school, and, and it, it happens to high school stars, the football stars all the time. Happened to me. And of course, I wasn't a football star or anything. I played ball. But I wasn't a star or anything in, in play, playing ball. But I was an athlete. I played ball. I was an athlete. And um, you think that because you're really hot in your spot, that you're going to be hot in, in every spot you go. You'll find out there's guys out there much bigger, much faster, uh, tougher, all of that. Then you boxing the same way. Oh, just because you uh, manhandled, knocked out, and you know shoved around that guy who is even bigger than you or whatever. That doesn't mean that this little guy's not going to come along who you outweigh by 15 pounds. It's not going to knock the daylights out of you. Yeah. We get deceived by uh, sometimes even our success. And you know what, America, I think in too many ways, our liberty and freedom has now been used and is being used against us in a very diabolical way. In a very diabolical way. And we are standing by 
<laughs> watching it happen. And as I said a couple of days ago, when we talk about this, the reason for this, listen, I'm not, I will not, cannot, will, cannot condone anything like happened yesterday. You, no one can attack or breach the security of our nation's capital. I'm just surprised that they were able to do it. I'm surprised that they were able to even get that close to the Capitol without being shoved back. I am surprised, which leads me to believe that this was something that they wanted. Bowser may have wanted to happen because she she has been on the TV, you know, coming and going talking about how atrocious all this was when she actually renamed a plaza in dc to blm and they did the burning down you you you, you see you kind of you kind of see the hypocrisy here you kind of see that okay All right. If you see that, then see this. If this election had not been the fraud that it is, we wouldn't be having this conversation either. But then again, we might. Because we would be talking about cities burning Oh, and Donald Trump had won the election? We'd be talking about cities on fire. There would be absolute demonstrations in the street. Those people at least were in the street demonstrating against something that everybody knows. And that this was rigged. Now, back to the reality of it. Did this help Donald John Trump at all? No. No. Will you see moves to try and stymie his chances of running again if he wants to run again? Huh? If they impeach him, and that could actually happen, then he can't run for office again in 2024. Now, you may remember what I said to you on yesterday and the day before. I said this to you. Um, if Trump had just laid low until Inauguration Day and then an hour before Inauguration took place, which it was going to happen. I kept telling you, this is going to happen. It's a done deal. The, the, The fix was in. 
the the die had been cast. You can't un once it left your hands, it's gone. This had been done, okay. So, if he laid low and announced his candidacy about an hour before they swore Joe Biden in, uh, you know, and 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 all of this stuff about you know, had did could you not tell? Could you not tell? That the American people, they had accepted it. But a lie, even though it's certified, is still a lie, right? Yeah, a lie, even though it's a lie, it's still a lie, it's still certified. It's, even though it's certified, even though it's certified, it's still a lie. And Joe Biden being the legitimate president of the United States, uh, and we know this, we know this, we know this, that there is an incredible cloud of suspicion around how he got to be president of the United States. And all that was being asked was not an election to be overturned. That is not what was being asked here. And the Supreme Court knew this. But they said, well, you ask in the wrong way. I guess every court said we ask in the wrong way. <sighs> but since the die had been cast and since there was nothing that was going to be done to, to change it, then run against him. Stymie him in, an in, in a totally different way before you harm your own legacy. Because, my friends, let's look at what they want to do with this. They didn't have the opening until he gave it to them. And, and believe me, this is one of those heavyweight bouts. This is one of those heavyweight fights where <laughs> they're looking to knock you out if you give them the opening. And unfortunately, there are people like Lindsey Graham who, who, who can be very fickle. And I understand, listen, I understand, listen, I'm moving on as far as that is concerned too. I'm moving on from that too, okay? Because there is only thing that we can do now is fight the fight on the ground as far as getting people elected because you you are about to see court stacking and two other states added to the union i'll see you after the break i'm just a pilgrim on this road boys i'm just a pilgrim on this road Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice, the C.L. Bryant Show. Oh, 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 
Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. And, uh, hey, friends, let me tell you this. Uh, it is time now for all of us to pay attention to folks who have been telling us that things can happen for a long time if we fall away from certain principles. I have on with me uh, Dr. Marlene McMillan, someone who you know I just absolutely adore and I adore her message and uh, I certainly adore the messenger. I just had on Gail uh, Ruzika, Eagle Forum, Utah with me. I'll be with them uh, Saturday night. She's talking about principles as well. And so this is the time that all of us now must pay attention to the principles. Help me welcome back to the show numerous times she's been on with me. She is the founder and the host guest uh and you can be the guest of why liberty matters help me welcome dr marlene mcmillan welcome back doc oh thank you for having me i want everybody to have hope that the best days are still ahead of us the best days let's have hope are still ahead of us Americans. And Dr. Marlene, when we look at this situation that we are facing now, many have say, are saying that the republic is falling. Is there any hope not to believe that? Well, that depends on the character of the individuals that make up the nation. So character really matters, and you can either become part of the solution or you can become part of the problem. And what I teach is how to become part of the solution and not the problem. How do we solve this? I mean, this in so many different from 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 so many different perspectives is a mess. It is a mess. What how did we get here? How do we get out? Okay. You become what you talk about okay so you get more of what you talk about you become what you think about so part of the goal of all this confusion is so that people play into the confusion they start believing all of this and then they become incapacitated weak dependent and therefore have to have somebody else tell them what to think what to believe and what to do and it's time for each person to uh, stop listening to all this chaos and get at a place of peace and come to a point where they go back to their moorings and go and if they didn't don't know what that means going back to the principles on which liberty is built they're needed more now than ever before Needed more now than ever before. Are there certain principles that we are ignoring more so than others that have led us to this point, Dr. McMillan? Well, one of the biggest things we have going on in the country has to do with the issue of truth. And as the church got into confusion, I mean the the church as a whole. I'm not saying any particular denomination or group, but I'm saying anybody who claims to be part of, of any church, when the confusion 
has come into that place, then you can expect to see more confusion in the culture. So in order to rebuild a culture, and we're not now to the point to preserve liberty, we're to the point where we must learn how to build liberty. And that takes a different level of character, and you can't get by with some of the lack of character that has been allowed to slide in the past. When we look at uh, the certain concerns, fears even, that uh, conservative Christian Americans have with the apparent uh, socialist takeover of all three branches of the American government, what are the fears? What is it that we should be afraid of, or should we be afraid at all? Dr. McMillan, please shed light on that. Okay, so socialism is evil. Socialism is just a nice word for communism. And basically, communism is slavery. So you need to be aware that these things are happening. You need to look at uh, you know, the people who keep telling us to be tolerant, you know, tolerance is a message preached by the intolerant until the intolerant get in charge. And then all of a sudden, all ideas are not equal and you don't have a right to even your own opinion, let alone a belief in truth. So wh- where we are is coming back to what is truth and how do we stand on it? In your book, Mountains of Deceit, is this a part of the message that you were trying to herald when you wrote it? Uh, Absolutely, and the book is more uh, important today than when it was written. Basically, it explains how language is used to change a culture and how definitions, when whoever controls the definitions, controls the outcome. And every definition comes with a destination already built into the definition. So when our nation or when many people, especially in the uh, way they're educated, accepted the idea that socialism's okay and we're just going to all redistribute the wealth and everybody's going to be happy, that uh, is a false premise that leads to tyranny. Dr. McMillan, I'm um, going up to, and I'm going to, I don't know if you've ever spoken at Eagle's form, Eagle Forum, uh, but I certainly would want to uh, see you do that. And I was uh, just, uh, the president of, of, has been on with the, the show with me, and uh, it's, of course, you know, founded by Philly Schlafly. And um, I just had Gail Rizika, Utah Eagle Forum president for 31 years. A very strong organization. I believe that the type of message that you have uh, is uh, something that is absolutely coupled with uh, with theirs as well. And you know how I admire uh, your message. And so just the same, let me ask you this then. When we look at um, the Raphael Warnocks uh, of uh, the world and um, who preach from pulpits uh, that many hold to be venerable. What is the deception in that that we're seeing? Is that permeated through the American Christian church? Has that type of uh, social justice gospel permeated throughout uh, Christendom? Talk to us about it. Okay, so what we're talking about is critical theory, critical race theory, uh, many of these things about liberation theology, black liberation theology, 
all of these things have as a false premise the idea that there's one set of truths for one group of people and another set of truths for another. That's part of why, instead of me railing against those things, which can put, put us where we're always looking for somebody to blame, we come back to what's the truth that answers the lie. And so I teach about the immutable laws of the universe because the immutable laws of the universe are just that. You know, the word immutable means it doesn't change. And the world doesn't change for what we think ought to be. There is a certain world that is. And there's immutable principles of liberty that uh, uh, there's a cause to effect. And the effect is predictable. So the Warnocks of the world get up and they play on people's emotions. They get them thinking with their emotions and then use the masses as pawns to further tyranny and Marxism and in essence, in the end, what it will do is enslave the masses. And enslavement, my dear friends, is exactly the goal of communism. Oh, they they come with a, a, the lie, uh, and 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 you know that all men will be equal. But Doc, you described to us uh, on a, on another occasion here on the show what all what that means for everyone to have equal housing and equal education. Can you reiterate that? Okay, so let's talk about that. Uh, If you promote this equality kind of thing, first of all, you're promoting an idea that's never worked. And people like Walter Williams and Thomas Sewell talk about the issue of if if children born into the same family, so that's pretty much the same uh, start. I understand that we can say every child's born into a different family because the parents are different when there's, you know, as each child uh, is born into the family. But the point is still, if children born into the same family don't turn out equal, and people born into the same community don't turn out equal, then how this is a false frame to get people to give up their essential liberty. So your essential liberty has to do with your conscience. And so socialism is selling an idea that has never worked. I I do this little thing where I basically say, look, I'm looking for salesmen, and I want you to sign up today. We've got a product that has never worked. It's never going to work. Nobody that's ever bought it likes it. And, uh, you you know, we'll take as many salespeople today as want to sign up. Now, folks, that's what socialism is. It's never worked. It only brings misery and suffering. And you do need to educate yourself enough about how brainwashing works and what the steps of cultural change and deceit are in order to be immunized. I mean, you talk about we need an immunization. We need an immunization of thought to stop ourselves from being prey to the disease, let me say that right, the disease of deceit. Let me uh, then ask you this, Doc, uh, when we talk about uh, moving into our American future and, and the deceit that goes on. In fact, Jesus warns us in Matthew 24 that uh, be, be careful that no one deceive you. Uh, we, we, we look for the wars and the rumors of the wars and all that, but he said uh, one of the signs of, uh, of, 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 of the end is, is mass deception. And, and, and Doc, when we, Dr. Marlene McMillan 
is my guest here today, Why Liberty Matters. I want you to tell everyone how to get in touch with you, bring you to a place where they are, and tell us about your latest work. Okay, we have webinars every Wednesday night. We have people who call in from all over the world. This is not for the weak or the person who just wants uh, mindless entertainment. We teach hardcore how to think and reason biblically. And you sign up for those webinars at why, that's W-H-Y, libertymatters.com. You go in at whylibertymatters.com, put in your first name and email address. You'll get a, a message back, and you must respond to that and say, yes, I really want to talk to these people. Yes, I want to know about these webinars. And whether you can tune in completely every time or not, you can find out what we're talking about, what we're writing about, because we're always uh, a bit ahead of where things are going, uh, because principles work forward, and we're always teaching you the things that you can hold on to. So you can't teach your children everything they need to know for 50 years from now. But you can teach them the immutable laws of the universe, the way this whole system works, and unlock the keys of life to them by learning these principles. Unlocking the keys of life to your children by learning certain principles. And these principles, now that uh, we are seeing a shift in uh, our governmental uh, philosophy in this country at this point in time. Dr. McMillan, tell uh, us then uh, how is is the situation, I guess I guess what, what we're looking for, is the situation as dire as we had preached it to be now that it has happened? Tell us, identify for us, Dr. McMillan, what has happened now that this uh, this Georgia Senate seats have been lost and the presidency have been lost, uh, talk to us about that. How real is this? Okay, so the political situation is very dire, but there is a power that's greater than politics. And I make a distinction between that which is political and that which is governmental. So we are being called basically to come back to understanding what individual self-government really is because the way to fight tyranny first of all you have to know what tyranny is because many people uh, are empowering the tyrant without even realizing what it is but then after you see that how do you fight that well it comes back to character and it comes back to liberty of conscience and individual self-government. And these are two ideas that many even of the Save the Country organizations are focusing on the political, and uh, it operates that operates under a political spirit that will not bring peace. It keeps everything constantly upset. So what I'm teaching is how that you return to the first principles. And when you to return to the first principles, what you have is people of the kind of character that they don't have to go and do a riot. They don't have to do anything uh, drastic, but they take governance over their personal lives, their self, 
we taught our children your first domain of government is yourself. You can't tell anybody else what to do so you can con- control and discipline yourself. Is that then, being taught yeah, in our is that being taught that self-governance? I'm not really sure if they even teach American history or, or I know they don't or state history. I don't know if they teach that anymore in high schools. But is that self-governance? something that uh, we see missing in what has been known as the snowflake generation. How, how, do they, how did that happen? How did that happen? Uh, how did we come to that point? The children of World War II produce uh, children of our own, and then they produce snowflakes. I don't understand the progression. Well, part of that was not just what the parents uh, were doing in the home, but what messages were sent out as a uh, to the masses? You know what how, what a good parent was was redefined. What a child was supposed to learn in school was redefined. Um, the uh, bad character was subsidized, and you get more of what you subsidize and less of what you penalize. So. Uh, immorality was subsidized in our welfare system and many things were done to break down the culture break down the family and even if that's happened in the past folks you can change that today you when you wake up and you quit participating in buying into this thinking with your emotions when you come back and say okay i don't care what everybody else is going to do but as for me and my house we will serve the Lord as for me and my house. We will be disciplined. We will do what's right. And you get that. This is one of the reasons. And, and of course, I'm a homeschool pioneer. And even in homeschool circles, there's a change in character. But there is a hope to restore strong character. And it's not going to happen through the masses or through somebody else. You have to take charge yourself. Dr. Marlene McMillan is my special guest. Dr. McMillan, stay with me through the break, if you would. I I want to uh, talk about a little bit what you uh, have just shared with us. And I want to examine even closer. And I want you to refresh us on Benjamin Bloom and that type of of uh, uh, methodology that entered into educational systems and when it did. I'd like for you to talk to us about uh, the Columbia uh, School as well. And um, and, uh, there are so many things that Americans will indeed come clearer, uh, become clearer to us, especially now that there has been a socialist takeover of our governmental bodies. I'm CL. We'll be right back with Dr. Marlene McMillan. Why Liberty Matters when I return. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities. You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot. 
on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank all of you for coming along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation. Hey, you folks up in Utah, Salt Lake City, I'm headed your way. Uh, All day Saturday, I'll be there with you at Eagle Forum uh, Convention. I'll keynote that for you uh, later on in the afternoon. And I certainly thank my good friend Gail Rizika for coming on with me a little bit earlier. Uh, All of you traveling through Times Square, look up above the iconic. Ripley's Believe It or Not, the C.L. Bryant Show uh, pops up there every hour, 24 hours a day, and old C.L.'s face looking right back at you on the Talk Monster screen, uh, the Red State Talk Monster screen, the largest talk platform in uh, the nation and uh, the most listened to as well. On the line with me is also a friend of the show, a friend of mine, and that is is Dr. Marlene McMillan. Why Liberty Matters, Why Liberty Matters. I'm going to let her tell you right now about how to engage with that before we go on with our conversation. Dr. McMillan, tell folks how to get in touch. Okay. We have a wonderful webinar every Wednesday evening. People call in from all over the world. You will not only learn from me, but from the different callers uh, that participate. It's really an exciting time. You go to Y, that's W-H-Y, LibertyMatters.com. Put in your first name and email, and then you'll get an email back. Please respond to that uh, in order to continue getting our uh, information and our very little communication, but powerful communication that will tell you what's going on. And basically, we teach about law, government, history, economics, and education, areas that have not been taught about uh, to the masses of the culture in a way that people understand, easy to understand, and then walk away with something you can apply and you can teach others. Let's Let's do it. Let's become a part of Why Liberty Matters, Why Liberty Matters, become a part of that webinar. Doctor, um, let me ask you this. Dr. McMillan, Marlene, let me ask you this. Um, Why should the name Benjamin Bloom be of any interest to folks who would want to educate their children in the public school system? Or if they're being educated even with homeschool material, do they have to be aware of the influences of Benjamin Bloom? Talk to us. Okay, so Benjamin Bloom released books for teachers in 1956 and 64. And, you know, it takes time for ideas to filter into a, a culture. And Bloom developed a new language for education. So he wanted schools to become laboratories of change and have a language of change. 
and we have embraced this. You know, you have to say what change was he wanting to bring forward? And the change that Bloom wanted to bring forward was to move us from a belief in absolute truth to a belief in relativism. In other words, he was bringing the dialectic process into a normal status of how people were taught to think and reason. So in the dialectic process, the, there's two key questions. And I don't care if you're asked these questions in a church Sunday school, if you're asked them in uh, circles where they claim to be doing something that's good for you. If all they ask is, how does that make you feel? And what do you think? Instead of what does the Bible say or what is truth? Because something, liberty is based in truth. And if something is wrong in premise, it's wrong in result. So Bloom's whole system was based on relativism, and it was based on the idea that your thoughts and your ideas are the end all of what determines truth. Wow. And when we look at the dialectic process that put that, uh, that, it, that embedded that, it, so, so, it, so there's a time frame, uh, Dr. McMillan, in embedding the, that process into a society. Is that what you're telling us, that it takes time for th- that process to actually manifest? Exactly. And what you have is your tyrants. And all the people that promote tyranny are strategic. They're calculated. They understand how language is used for deceit. They understand social engineering, and they understand political correctness and how to get people. See, when you speak politically correct, you agree to their worldview. And then each generation moves a little bit further into where they accept tyranny is normal. And that's what's going on with socialism. This idea, I mean, who would have ever expected? I have, I have people that come to my uh, all-day, we do all-day liberty events that are really exciting. And when the mothers come in in the morning, they say things like, I can't believe it. I raised my child in what I thought was a freedom-loving home. And my child's a Bernie supporter. How can that be? Yeah. And then by the morning break, they're going, oh, no, I, I, I didn't know that I was leaning in that direction myself. And by noontime, they're saying, oh, my child's a Bernie supporter because at the heart, I had embraced relativism and given up absolute truth, and I didn't even know it about myself. Wow, wow. So giving up our core values is something that you used a word earlier about a brainwashing. So there has been a purposeful, methodical uh, brainwashing of that. Who is immune? Are there any, is there anyone who is immune to that? Is there an antidote to that type of brainwashing? Well, we did a very deep dive for about a month about what brainwashing really is. And what you come back to is the people who survived formal brainwashing, which now we have kind of a massive through the media form of brainwashing that's very subtle. It would be cultural Marxism instead of, of, uh, you know, outright Marxism. And what you see, though, the prisoners of war, whether they were in China or North Korea or anywhere in the world, the ones who withstood it were the ones who had very deep core values and knew what truth was. But it was very difficult 
So it is, if you don't understand what the dialectic is, that's why my book, Mountains of Deceit, is so important, because the understanding of how the dialectic process has infected the culture. Yes, we have infection in the culture, but it's more in thinking even than it is physically. Wow. The infection in our culture is more in thinking than it is physically. Dr. McMillan, uh, as always, you are uh, a delight and a joy uh, to be on. Speak to us uh, here in the, the final minutes of this interview that we have about the Frankfurt School of Thought that came to this country uh, and how it, it affected uh, our nation. I always find it fascinating when you discuss it. Okay, so Hegel lived way back around the time of the American founding era. He was a German philosopher. He lived like from 1770 to 1830. And then his ideas were kind of dormant for about 100 years, and then they were uh, uh, revitalized by what were called the Frankfurt School, who were a group of German professors who left Germany in around 1933. And John Dewey, a name people may have heard of, John Dewey of Columbia, brought them to the United States and helped to diffuse this critical theory, this higher criticism, and all of these things that take time again to take root in a culture in order to bring about a culture change to move us from a place of pure liberty or understanding the value of liberty to basically giving us a redistributive socialistic kind of frame. And it's been nothing but nothing good has come out of that. Nothing good has come out of that. In fact, my friends, I would dare say, just me, just saying this myself, that what you're seeing on the television screen right now, what you're seeing in the streets of Washington, D.C., and the fiasco that has occurred in all three branches of government is an offshoot of what has been planted by that school of thought. Just saying, maybe, maybe not, but I believe it has a lot to do with where we are today. Dr. Marlene, I want to thank you for uh, being on with me. I want to give you the final word on, you can, you can talk about anything for the next four, four minutes, four or five minutes that you want to talk about. The floor is yours. Okay, so let's talk about what Marxism does as a tactic, because remember, they're very strategic, and then they have tactics that work over and over and over again. In other words, it's a playbook that you can learn about. You don't have to wonder what's happening. You can see it. And one of the key things is to pit one group of people against another. When we stand together as brothers and sisters in Christ, when we stand together, whether we agree on that or not, if we stand together on the principles of liberty that are immutable, and we don't care about the externals, where we are not going to focus on those, we're going to focus on either we're going to stand together for liberty and truth, or we're all going to be enslaved together. So it's time to come back to a realization of what is at stake here. And in order for there to be liberty in a land, there has to be liberty in a person's heart. 
And if you buy into this constant conflict, this constant looking for somebody to blame, this constant bitterness, see, a root of bitterness, it it, uh, talks about how a root of bitterness by which many are defiled. So you have to walk in forgiveness. I'm known as the lady of liberty and forgiveness because there's an immutable connection between walking in forgiveness and walking in liberty. And there's a language and method that leads to liberty and a different language and method that leads to bondage and tyranny. And we define those things in our webinars. And you can contact us at whylibertymatters.com. You put in your first name and email and you'll get emails uh, uh, you know, telling you more about it. And you can write to us at contact, C-O-N-T-A-C-T, at whylibertymatters.com after you sign up. And you can find out how to even get recordings of prior teachings and all of that. Uh, And I'll say again, folks, you have to understand how this works. Once you get the playbook, see, there's a sleight of mind going on. A magician does a sleight of hand. This is a sleight of mind to make you not is already written and you can see the steps spelled out and in mountains of deceit on page 11 the most important page in the book it actually gives you the steps of this dialectic process and it's it's like getting the key that unlocks the door that you've been looking for the key all your life and never been able to find the key so i want to invite everybody to uh tune into our webinars to understand don't get your emotions caught up in all this stuff that you're being you're supposed to be part of don't think with your emotions come back and center onto truth and how liberty is built and he who would give up essential liberty for temporary safety deserves neither liberty nor safety and it's time that we quit giving up essential liberty under the guise of saying oh we'll keep you safe It's a tyrant that comes in and says he'll keep you safe because safety is of the Lord. And that's where you need to go back to. Wow. 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 Thank you. Thank you. It's always uh, just riveting. And uh, folks, now you know why I uh, am one of her disciples myself. I certainly am. And I'll tell the world that I certainly am. I certainly adhere to uh, the thought process that this lady is able to convey to us as a world. And uh, Dr. Marlene McMillan, whylibertymatters.com. Go there and become a part of that movement. I certainly hope it becomes one, especially now. It is so necessary that you look into certain principles and American truths, certain immutable truths that God himself, the creator himself, has placed in motion that in, uh, that all government rests upon. All government rests upon his immutable truths. And um, I thank you for being on with us. God bless you and God keep you. Dr. McMillan, continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will because you are fighting the good fight. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Blessings. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. That was my good friend, Dr. Marlene McMillan and WhyLibertyMatters.com. I'm telling all of you to go there, go there and become a part of a movement that I think is going to be just absolutely take off uh, here in 2021 in the midst of all this. You need this. You need, you need this. Why Liberty Matters, WhyLibertyMatters.com. Come, Dr. Marlene McMillan. I could actually have her on uh, for two hours 
and still have questions because it's one of those things that uh, once she opens uh, answers the question, she opens the door uh, really for another question. And uh, and then before you know it, you're 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 diving deep. You're going deep down into uh, uh, the, the the questionnaire and and into the, uh, the the conversation itself. And that's where we need to be, Americans. We need to be at a place where we talk about it. Okay, where we discuss this and the fear of that creates the fear of each other. And therefore, we never get around talking about it because we start wringing our hands when we're around each other instead of having the dialogue. And she mentioned to us about that dialectic process. And I'm going to talk more about that uh, on the other side of uh, the break as we head toward the home stretch. I'm going to be in Utah. All of my friends uh, there in Utah, uh, myself, I know Senator Mike Lee is going to be showing up uh, there. My good buddy uh, will be there. And uh, I think we might be speaking at a different time, but I'm going to be there all day. I'll be flying in tomorrow and uh, and I'll the the. Uh, Eagles Forum is on Saturday, and I'll be there all day. I'll be very, in fact, I'll have some books with me. I'll be uh, very happy to sign, autograph uh, books, and of course, we always take pictures. And uh, I'll be there to uh, help with help my friend Gail Rizika and her husband, and and all of our friends up there in Utah. Come on out, come on out, and be with us. There, go to the website, the Eagle Forum Utah website, and um, find out all the details about where we're going to be. Because, friends, quite frankly, you would have to uh, call my folks at, at Freedom Works to know uh, <laughs> I, I show up. I thank God that they pick me up, and I'm delivered. The hotel or wherever it is that I'm supposed to be. And so I don't know where it is that I'm not in the studio with the engineer or Michelle who would know. And, you know, Michelle's not here. So uh, we can't we communicate the way people have been communicating, although I'm so I'll be so glad when all of this is over. So we're going to talk about that dialectic process and how that is a process of language that. Uh, begins to, and it has, you can see it, you can see it. It has eroded the moral fiber into relativism. Yeah, see, our, our moral fiber is becoming relative, and there are people, and, and, and you know, you might as well start speaking out. Like Mark Zuckerberg. Who now, you better, you better believe this, is going to be a more imposing figure. And people like him. They're going to have a carte blanche to trample on you as they are doing on the president of the United States as we speak. Uh, Zuckerberg has, uh, until the president is out of office, has suspended all of his accounts in social media. <laughs> it can happen to you. I'll be back. I'm CL. You thought I was worth saving. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. CL back with you on this great day. In the USA, thank you for coming along with us as we build a bridge to conversation right here in our great nation on Red State, Red State Talk Radio throughout the Fruited Plains. And um, the largest, the talk monster, the largest uh, talk platform in the nation. Very proud to be a part of them. Mark Zuckerberg has suspended the um, accounts, social media accounts of the president of the United States. These are his words. These are these are the these are the this is the rationale. This is the reason why he's giving. Okay, listen. We believe the risk of allowing the president to continue to use our service during this period are simply too great. Put a pin right there. Put a period. In fact, period right there. Uh-huh. You know what he's saying, right? The man is dangerous. That's what Zuckerberg <clears throat> has just said and did say in, in between the lines about Donald John Trump. That's not the worst part about this. He goes on to say that, therefore, we are extending the block we have placed on his Facebook and Instagram accounts indefinitely. And for at least the next two weeks until the peaceful transition of power is complete. Trump is dangerous. That's what Zuckerberg is saying. Yeah. It was not, uh, you know, they had already announced a 24-hour lockdown on it uh, Wednesday. And it was not uh, immediately clear whether Twitter, uh, which uh, imposed a 12-hour lockdown on Trump Wednesday evening, would follow Facebook's example. And I haven't seen the update as to whether they have yet. Maybe they have. Uh, Twitter has raised the possibility of permanent suspension. Now, (laughs) They can do it to you. They can do this to you. I do it to him. They can do it to you. You do this to a president of the United States. They do it to you. You're you're nothing. 
a word that had been introduced to me for a while. You're a peon. I'm telling you. They can do it to you. And and let me say this, uh, friends. When someone says that they feel as though uh, something you would place on social media is just, um, how was the words that he used? Let me pull that back up. Let me pull that back up. Uh, we have allowed the president to use our platform uh, consistent to our rules at times. Um, no. He's saying that the, the, we believe the risk. This is what he said. He said, we believe the risk of allowing the president to continue to use our service during this period are simply too great. That's saying that you think the man's dangerous. Now, let's talk about the dialectic process with this. You see, there is dialogue there that is subliminal. But it was presented to you with words, but it's subliminal. It is saying that this man, when you hear the words Donald Trump, this man is dangerous. That's the subtle brainwashing that goes on. And that's why you have the types of reactions to the words conservative, Republican, Christian. That's why you have those types of reactions to, to, to that. It's because there is a subtlety in the brainwashing. I, I give you an example, and I've given this example before. Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> I, I went to the Target, Super Target. Yeah, I went to Super Target. I usually didn't go there, um, but I, I really like the Target. It's very nice and clean and everything, but again, you just principle that. But I was in the Target. Normally, I go to Walmart, but I'm, I'm in, I was in the Target. Um, and, um, I didn't, I didn't, um, experience any racism there whatsoever. I, I didn't. Yeah. I went to the whole foods. I didn't, I didn't experience, I didn't experience any, any racism at the whole foods when I was there. I, um, a rock hit my windshield. My So I went and to see about, um, you know, when I could get my um, the line in the windshield fixed, I didn't. I didn't experience any racism there. I didn't. I um, actually walked around in my neighborhood um, yesterday, yesterday afternoon or day before, and I waved at some of the neighbors. Uh, the cops passed by, as they always do, and you know, my neighborhood. They're all, they're they're very present. Yeah, it's a very safe neighborhood. Yeah, very nice neighborhood that I live in. No crime uh, in 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 my neighborhood. Um, so I walked around it, and all of my neighbors are all types of people. I didn't experience any racism there, and I walked back into my house, and um, 
came up here and and um, I, f- I flipped on the television and I'll be doggone. There it was. It was racism and turmoil and dissension, hatred. Everything was right there in that little square in that in the square box, in the well, rather large square <laughs> box. There it was. Racism was on my was you know where it was? It was on my TV. And the subtleness, how subtle it is, is absolutely amazing. I don't I, my if you let them tell it, my neighbors next door, uh one of them are very Anglo, the other on the other side are Latin. You would, I would think that they would hate me, and they they are certainly being told that I hate I should I hate them, but we know each other, and we know that's not true. Racism doesn't exist between us; it doesn't. We're friends. We we t- we, 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 we 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 talk. We can talk. We, we, there's no racism there. But it's on the TV. It's a part of the brainwashing. That's where you have to be. That's where the Raphael Warnocks have to take you in order, I'm friends, as I'm telling you, to break you. And that's what you, if you're not careful, America, they're going to break you. They're breaking your, they'll break your spirit. And it's like, you know, they will. That's what we're railing against right now is uh, the American spirit. And what has caused us to have that in our DNA. We don't want that bread out of us. You know, they're going to call those of us who adhere and hold on to conservative values, renegades in the near future, if we're not able to pump the brakes on this in the next two years. Will we have enough resistance in the Democrat Party? I'm talking about the moderate portion of the Democrat Party to win over enough uh, people in the House of Representatives to at least give us a chance to put put the brakes on, on some of this. Is there a possibility of this? Because they do. Many of them have to answer uh, to uh, folks who are in Republican, who are Republicans in their district. And even though it looks real dark and bleak and all of that type of thing, there is still, at this point in time, a glimmer of hope that we can, in fact, garner some sanity from this insane situation. You're being brainwashed. And the idea that uh, racism is the order of the day and that Klansmen are riot, going to ride again and all of that type of thing, and that's who broke into the cat. Oh, you're hearing all kinds of stories about who, but you know what? I, I don't know. I, I haven't seen any arrests made or I haven't heard of any arrests made, and I constantly peruse the news. I haven't heard of any made. And I believe that I think I know why we haven't heard of any made. It's because the people who did that 
If they are identifiable, I think they are identifiable as people who <laughs> are Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Antifa and Black Lives Matter. So, um, think about it. You think about it. And we'll talk about it. As time goes on, I want to thank all of you for coming along with us here today and helping us to build the bridge on a daily basis uh, throughout the the fruited plains of uh, our great nation. It is still a great nation. The things that have occurred here, my friends, uh, do not speak on behalf of every American, does it? Uh, We are the nation that we were 24 hours ago and even beyond that. We are the the children of those who have made this nation a great nation. And, And their DNA and who they are, who they were, it still lives in us. Yeah, it does. And we want that to live in us and be a part of um, always be a part of who we are and who we are to be in our future. Don't give up hope. It is it is bleak politically, but it's not bleak to the soul of the American people unless you allow it to be. Are you hearing me? The gospel of Jesus Christ and the good news of America is still just as good as it's always been. Don't you ever forget that, Americans. And we shall prevail, we shall regroup, and we shall come at them again with the help of Almighty God. We shall prevail. Well, I want to thank him, God, for allowing us um, to complete this day. And I thank him for the men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm CL and may God bless and keep you all. Mm-hmm.